When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, June 15th, the Activity Overload Edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I am dad to Noah, who's five, and Ami, who's two. We live in Detroit. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom to three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's six. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Today on the show, our letter writer is feeling the pressure of juggling weekend and after-school activities. They fear they're doing it all wrong as they try to balance their family priorities and say no to things like birthday parties, playdates, and sports. We're also going to touch base on our week in parenting. And if you're sticking around for Slate Plus, we're going to be talking about a wild new tool for editing family photos. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. And are you erasing people because of privacy issues? No, I mean, I'm erasing them because it looks better on the blog. Like, nobody wants to click on the blog photo where, I I mean, I do feature some, right? Because I like to tell people, like, this place was crazy crowded. (laughs) Like, do not expect this photo. But, like, my header photo... Uh, if somebody, if I got all of us smiling and somebody's face is in the back or they block something, the photo looks so much nicer um, to take it out. But listen, I also swap heads on photos to get a great first photo. Like I, I have no shame in doing that and what I'm presenting on the blog because I know that people don't want to read or look at stuff that doesn't look great unless what I'm trying to show them is that like, hey, here's what you're actually going to encounter, but here's how to get this photo that you want to show people that you went there. As a Slate Plus member, you'll get a whole bonus segment every week. Plus, you get to listen to all your favorite Slate podcasts ad-free. It's truly the best way to listen and the best way to support the show. You can sign up for Slate Plus now at slate.com slash Plus. All right, we're going to jump into triumphs and fails as soon as we get back from this short break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, Zach, what have you been up to this week? I have just been reveling in the Noah and Ami sibling love vibes. This, these past couple of weeks, she's she's just become so 
you know, loving and protective. And they have just, as he's getting older, you know, he's almost three now, she's almost six. It's getting to the point where they just love spending time together. And like many mornings a week, they just want to get in bed and snuggle. Um, and I go in there and like Noah's got her arm around oh. him. Aww. They were watching Clifford, the big red dog, uh, this morning before school for a couple minutes. And I go to tell him it's time to go and they're just holding hands. And she is now old enough to like, if I ask her, can you, you know, put his socks on him or go grab a sweatshirt for him or brush his teeth for him or, you know, get at least get the toothpaste on the toothbrush for him. Like she's, she's very game and wants to be helpful and is, um, she's just such a sweet big sister. And I'm, uh, misty eyed all the time. Just, just watching them. They love each other so much. And I feel very, very grateful these days for, for that love. That's so lovely. That is so sweet. They're so sweet. I love that. I have to like, I don't see Naima's brother all the time, but I've gotten to observe them on that mode before, and it really is precious. You know, I yeah. think Noah and Ami and Naeem and her brother are about same age difference, and it's just so nice that they have each other. It is. Gotta bottle that up for the bad days. I know. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Elizabeth, what about you? So I feel like I've been pretty harsh sometimes about kind of old people around children and my children. And I had something very, very sweet happen. And the the backstory of this is that our first week in Peru, we were on this very small boat on the Amazon River. And I would say the average age of the boat was late 60s or 70s. And then uh, my family. And one of the things while I was there is that I just felt my parents were there too and and more kind of their contemporaries on the boat and then, you know, my family. And I just get very anxious about like, are my kids ruining someone else's experience? And like, are do most of these people wish that the children would be like seen and not heard, right? But like, also we're people and <laughs> we're on this trip and I want them to experience these things. And so what we ended up doing is that when the little skiff boats went out, a lot of times um, there were eight of us total, a boat seats between 10 and 12. We would sort of get on our own own boat, right? Like I would try to segregate us. We would, the dining hall was very small, but we had them set a table for eight and we largely sat by ourselves um, so that we weren't disturbing other people. And I would just notice too that like our boat was way more rambunctious, right? Like the other boats are like looking at birds and the naturalists on our boat, because we (laughs) had these children with us, would be like, should we plunge through this jungle with the, you know, machete? And the kids would be like, yeah, we'd be like screaming and going through. But we also saw um, a lot more because I had kids looking for movement. Jeff is like a great spotter. And so on occasion, we would have the the boats went out two or three times a day, we would have, you know, a couple or something say, can I ride on your boat? And I would just feel like the whole time they were with us, like, am I ruining this person's experience? Well, we got back and I got an email from one of the guys that was on the boat. And he talking about, you know, our experience and about the kids said, this. They were thoroughly charming and the stars of the trip. Maybe I found them so bewitching because they reminded me of our sons at that age, smart and fun and self-confident, yet each individual and precious in their own way. Good for you for treasuring your time with them and your time as a family. And I was just thinking, 
what a nice thing for this man to do for me. Like to Mm -hmm. email Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. to tell me nice things about my family. He doesn't like we could have easily gone our own ways and never said anything. We exchanged information because he has a contact uh, in Japan and, you know, he, he wanted to pass that on, but to take the time to just, just send this to me, I think really reframed that like, I don't have to be as on edge and that what I think is sometimes disruptive to other people may actually be something that's bringing them some joy and that's okay. So I don't know. I felt like after being so so hard on, (laughs) on people over a certain age, this one proved me very wrong by offering some very nice perspective. That is so sweet. And like, think about that. Like it took him a minute to help you reframe, you know, your entire trip, like a little, just a little bit of goodwill like that can really do a lot of, a lot of good. Yeah. Just to think you were worried about the kids ruining his experience. And it sounds like they made mm-hmm. his experience. No. What's going on with you, Jamila? So Naima has had a really crazy schedule with rehearsals. Um, there was a big performance at her school out of 14 acts. She was in six of them. She danced. She did poetry. It was like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, she's also had rehearsal for the summer concert at her dance school. And she's just had a lot going on. You know, she's gone to like, okay, so the weekend of the dance concert is coming up and it's so booked for her. She had a concert with her dad on Friday night and Saturday, which was supposed to be the all day tech rehearsal for dance. We had booked her this ticket to this beauty camp. It was an all day camp at a hotel Hmm. where girls learned how to do hair so they learned to flat iron they learned to braid they all got to keep their own mannequin and practice the hairstyles you know it was was really cool you know and she really enjoyed it she's very interested in doing hair but a couple of days prior to the concert it was thursday um and we were at the dentist and I would have had to take her from the dentist to rehearsal where she would have stayed until eight o'clock at night, which she had done a few previous nights in the week. She says, mommy, I'm burned out. Mm. She's like, I can't, I really don't want to do the show. I'm too tired, you know? And she says, I've missed a lot of rehearsals because she had to miss it for school, you know, for the school dance rehearsal. And, you know, I'm supposed to miss it this weekend. I just don't feel confident in my ability to perform. You know, and we let her sit it out. And her dad wrote an email to the director of the dance company, you know, explaining. And she wrote back, and I was a little worried about them being annoyed with her, but she wrote back that Naima should be very proud of herself for making this decision and prioritizing her self care and that they'd miss her, but they'd see her next time. And so we didn't do the dance show, you know, on Thursday. Instead of having to go dance, we went home and had a nice evening. You know, on the day of the show, we ended up having a play date with one of her friends and her first sleepover. And she just had this really great weekend full of activities, but she didn't feel stressed out or overwhelmed. Good for everyone in that situation. Yeah, like, at, like... That's so nice. You, Naima, her dad, mm-hmm. like, what a... The dance instructor, like, the instructor, what a shining Bravo. example of supporting her from all angles you know yeah i'm very glad it would have been nice to see her in the show but you know there we just saw yeah. her in a show you know they had eight performances of the school yeah show, that was you guys 
eight performances of a two-hour yeah. show, like, in four days. It was a lot. That's 16 hours of performance. What a difference. Like, I just can't imagine when we were little being like, oh, I'm burnt out. Like, one, knowing what burnt out is. Didn't two, know, yeah, didn't have that it. phrase. Yeah. And then for all the adults around you to be like, yeah, that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. Very grateful. Big win all around. Yeah. And good job, Mama. Mm-hmm. Too. Thank you. Because you raised that and created that environment. Thank you. Well, on that note, we're going to take another quick break. See you back here for our listener question, which is somewhat tangentially related to... Uh, yeah, did you write this letter? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right, we're back. Let's jump right into our listener question. Dear Mom and Dad, I have two kids who are eight and five. My job makes it hard for me to help them engage in an abundance of social activities on the weekend and during after-school hours. I'm working, so it was always a no on the birthday party, RSVPs, and play dates. My kids do scouts year-round, are members of a low-commitment club at the library, take swim lessons year-round, ski in the winter, and play baseball in the spring. We are all home together in the summer and do quite a bit of local travel. My partner and I agreed that one to two activities a season are enough, and we will never pressure them to keep going every season if they don't like it. I see other parents and family members with similar-aged kiddos posting screenshots of their spring sports calendars and highlight reels of their kids tearing it up on the soccer field, and it just shocks me that these parents are taking their kids to these sports programs that are as competitive and demanding as the ones when I was in high school. My kids never complain about being lonely or bored, and I see them interact with a handful of close friends rather than dozens of acquaintances. Is this pressure to jump into the world of hosting giant birthday parties, overscheduling summer camps, traveling sports leagues, and just going for it with their social calendar something I need to pay attention to, or am I doing enough? Or is the answer to just do whatever works for my family so I'm not a strung-out mess all the time? This is the answer that I want. I was an overscheduled kid, and it ended really badly when I got into high school. I want my kids to be able to explore their interests, but I do not want them to burn out and feel pressure to constantly be doing these things. Thanks. Seeking schedule harmony. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, this, I mean, this harkens right back to your triumph this week, Jamila, and my reservations that I spoke about in an episode recently about Noah getting too deep into gymnastics. It sounds like you, Seeking Schedule Harmony, know what the answer is, but I'm going to confirm for you that you are doing absolutely plenty. And especially, you know, having been an overscheduled kid yourself and knowing that it ends badly, frankly, 
your kids sound like they're pretty damn busy. I mean, scouts, library club, swim lessons, skiing in the winter, baseball in the spring. Dude, that's plenty. And forget about these parents who are posting all this other stuff. Do not let that deter you. I mean, I think like saying no is one of the most important things we can do as as humans and one of the most important things we can teach to our kids. And like, you can't say yes to everything. And overscheduling is... is um. It's like an epidemic among, uh, I think, a certain subset of, of families. And I think you need to trust your gut that, no, you are doing plenty. Um, and, you know, the, the harmony you're seeking, I think you already have, despite this gnawing thought that you have. But just forget about the, the reels. They already seem busy to me. This when They were reading all the activities. I already felt like, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing I think I can add is to continue to check in with the kids because I do worry like if you're putting these scheduled activities that you have over birthday parties and play dates not that you need to be saying yes to all of them but is there any social consequence or are your kids upset about that part right um because those have a different kind of like free form feel than being part of these these more uh, rigid activities that you show up and you you do this certain thing led by someone else versus uh, I think of birthday parties and and play dates being more working out some of that social stuff and getting a chance to do things that you wouldn't normally do and be able to lead a little bit and also learn to follow and some of those social things. But if your kids are happy and they have friends, then that's totally fine, right? I just think make mm-hmm. sure that door is open so that they can say like, I feel like I'm missing out on this social aspect or I think I'm missing out on this because we always say no to these. Um, but it sounds like you're a very open to that, like talking about how making sure the activities that you are doing are things your kids want to do. I think fundamentally, I'm confused why we're like all unhappy with the overscheduling, but we continue to overschedule. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like there's just st- like when I kind of Googled studies, it was like study after study says like, the reason we added activities was because school became so much about like the academics. We wanted to make sure that kids were also getting like the opportunity to be on a team and the opportunity to like learn to swim, like these things that they weren't doing and weren't being taught because so much of their time was occupied like in school. But now it seems like we feel like they need to do everything as opposed to saying like, well, this was supposed to meet some of these other needs. Um, And the studies really talk about how the kids need a lot of like unstructured time and time to like play and think about things and to be bored. Right. And then I think on top of all of the activities, it's like, we have to drive them to these activities and we have, they have to like be transported there and it needs gear and you have to prep for it. Like why, why are we doing, why are we doing this? It's, you know, we're looking at other people and thinking they're doing more than us and feeling like we're not giving or doing enough. Um, but I agree with you two, to the letter writer, you all are doing a lot of stuff. You know, it's not like your kids don't have activities. They've got plenty of activities, you know, and they're building meaningful friendships with people, which something we talked about in a recent episode is difficult for kids of this generation, you know, and so... It sounds like you've got that going for them. They've got, you know, activities that are useful and they're enjoying them. You know, you're doing great. And it sounds like well-rounded activities too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these kids are just, the kids are all right. 
Yeah, I think we just need to take a second and think about why we're doing these activities. Like, is it just to fill the time? Because you need the time filled? Are you, like, hoping that they become something else, right? Like, is it for enjoyment? Is it for making friends? Like, I don't know that we give that underlying reason a lot of thought. We just kind of get caught up in, like, well, everyone else is doing all of these things. My kid needs to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's it's symptomatic of just, like, us, all of us, being afraid of just, like, dealing with the void, like, the emptiness, whether that's just, like, having 10 minutes of, like, open space in your schedule or, like, you know, always being on your phone. Like, I think we struggle with just, like, just sitting still or just, like, being out in the woods and looking around. It's not really something that our culture is emphasizing at the moment. And I think we probably have to work harder than maybe we think we do just to like carve out that empty space. But I think that space is, is super important for, for our well-being. Just to have any kind of sort source of semblance of, you know, equilibrium or peace in our minds and souls. And everybody's family is different. I was thinking about this too. Like when you look at social media or wherever you're looking to see that everyone's doing this, like you don't know if maybe the kids need to be in all this stuff because it's a place for the kid to be while mom and dad are working, right? Like there are so many other reasons too. So I think trying to compare yourself to what you're seeing without knowing the family situation, if it's working for you and you feel like your family is like all everybody's needs are being met and you're not stressed out. I think you've done it right. Stay out of the yep. <laughs> stay out of the rat race. Yep. All right. Well, seeking schedule harmony. Thank you for writing in. Everyone else, let us know how are you balancing your kids' schedules? Send in your thoughts, advice, or questions to mom and dad at slate.com or leave a voicemail at 646-357-9318. We may feature your message on a future episode. And that's our show. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Mara Curry. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Zach Rosen and Elizabeth Newcamp, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thank you for listening. Listener.